Just gone 6.30 on SFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Hello and welcome to the PSL radio show, Segunjalo. I'm Dwayne DeLocca. Got a busy show for you tonight, including two of the top minds in South African coaching. And we'll also be finding out more from the journalists regarding the Bafana Bafana selection. Uh, what do you make of Sheikh Mashaba's squad and certainly a number of PSL players that are part of that PSL squad? Uh, but man, I've got to go back to the cricket yesterday. Did you watch the cricket? South Africa, New Zealand, won the international edgy start for South Africa. We won eventually, but great to see Del Stain breaking a stump. Oh, Mitchell McLennan, stump. Off stump, gone, broken. It was delightful. But before I reminisce more about any cricket or talk more about the Athletics World Championships coming up, let's get straight into your sports news. I can tell you that Bafana Bafana coach Sheikh Mashaba has named his squad to face Mauritania on the 20, uh, in a 2017 Africa Cup of Nations qualifier in Nwakchot on September the 5th. Kaiser Chiefs left-back Tepo Masilela has earned a recall after being overlooked by Mashaba in the past, but notable absentees include Kamazala Mogocho, Opomanisa, uh, Kermit Raspus and the informed George Lilisi. Goalkeeping duo Brilliant Kuzwai and Brighton Mthongo are both injured. Mashaba has uh, also announced that he'll be again rotating the captaincy. Meanwhile, Orlando Pirates uh, captain Opomanisa anticipates a different approach from AC Leopards in Saturday's CAF Confederation Cup match. The Buccaneers beat Leopards 1-0 away from home towards the end of June, courtesy of uh, a lone happy Jello goal. But Manisa was, uh, was left out of the Bafana squad this morning. Feels the Congolese will change their game plan this weekend, especially as they need nothing but a victory. And the match kicks off at 6pm on Saturday evening. Further afield, Chelsea have confirmed the arrival of Spanish international forward Pedro to Stamford Bridge on a four-year deal. Pedro completed his move from his boyhood club Barcelona in a deal worth a reported £21.4 million. Uh, Meanwhile, Real Madrid has reportedly accepted Arsenal's bid to sign French international striker Karim Benzema. According to UK station TalkSport, Arsenal's £48 million offer for Karim Benzema has been accepted. He arrived at uh, Los Blancos in July 2009 for an initial fee of 35 million euros and has gone on to earn 281 caps for Real Madrid. Cricket news. Uh, well, Australia 255 for three in uh, their first innings on the first day of the final Ashes test against England at the Oval. But rain has stopped play, although it looks like the covers are coming off and we will get some game time before stumps are called. The hosts, of course, already hold an unassailable uh, 3-1 series lead. Further afield, South Africa A is in a potentially winning position on the third day of the first unofficial four-match, uh, uh, a four-day match against India A and Wayanad. The Indians reached 73 for two from 29 overs in their second innings, still needing another 371 for victory after the South Africans had set an improbable victory target of 444. No, uh, India, though, 319 for six at stumps on the first day of the second test against Sri Lanka. In Colombo, Lokesh Rahul scoring 108, his second test entry in four tests. And uh, Shedner is a third wicket stand, 164 with his skipper Virat Kohli, who made 78 after the tourists had actually sunk to 12 for two by the fifth over. Uh, and then finally, athletics news. I can tell you, Olympic and World Sprint champion Usain Bolt has been saddened by the focus on doping in the run-up to the World Championships. But he said it's all to clean up... Uh, Athletics and says it's up to clean athletes as well to save the sport. The governing uh, International Association of Athletics Federations has spent three weeks leading up to the showpiece event defending its record in doping after a spring of embarrassing leaks. In the midst of the doping crisis, the sprint showdown between Bolt, who's never failed a drugs test, and the informed American Justin Catlin, who has served uh, two suspensions for using banned substances, has been billed as a battle for the soul of athletics. And that's your sports news.
It's time for the PSL Radio Show. For all you need to know about the Premier Soccer League, fixtures, results, and all the latest news. Proudly brought to you by APSA. Today, tomorrow, together. PSL Radio Show. Hey, so FM South Africa's news and information leader, let's talk about Bafana Bafana. Uh, Sheikh Mashaba having uh, named his squad to face Mauritania in the 2017 Africa Cup of Nations qualifier in uh, uh, Nukjut on September the 5th. Well, uh, after the uh, surprise call-ups of a few players and surprise omissions, some would argue, of a few others, let's get the views of soccer Laduma journalist Joe Cran. Joe, thanks for joining us. Hello. Only a pleasure, mate. How's it going? Yeah, not too bad. Thank you. Did you did you uh, react with a smile when you saw Tepo Masilelo was finally in the squad? And did you think this was about time, or were you thinking, oh, is this only down to uh, Tabo Matlaba's injury, perhaps? Um, I, I must admit, I did smile. I think that, for me, Tepo is the best left-back in South Africa at the minute. Um, I think last year he was absolutely immense and, and was wrongly overlooked for uh, lots of nominations, I think, in lots of departments. So, I mean, I'm really happy for him. I think that he's um, he's really been eager to get back into the Bafana squad from from what I can gather, and I'm, I'm happy that he's, he's managed to achieve that now. Well, he's certainly somebody that uh, would be delighted, I know, with a return to international duty, but uh, somebody who's delighted to get a call-up is Mpoma Kola, despite not being a starter for Orlando Pirates. Do, do you feel he's deserving of a call-up, though? <laughs> it's difficult to say, really. I mean, um, if, if you ask me now whether I think Mpoma deserves a call-up, probably, probably not. Um, but if you ask me whether Mpomakola last season deserved a call-up, I think he probably would. I, I think he was really, really good last year, and I, and I think it's probably a little bit too late. I think, um, sadly, I think he actually deserved a call-up prior to this, uh, more more so than he did now. Um, I mean, obviously, we don't know how long Jake has been thinking about him, um, and if he has been thinking about him in advance, he probably saw those two belters that he scored against Chipper, and it just kind mm-hmm. of uh, met, his, met his mind up for him, I'm sure. Um, but I think, I mean, it's obviously his first call-up as far as I know. It's the first he'll be set for his debut at the club. Um, sorry, the, for the national team. So I think it's exciting. I mean, and Paul, we know we know from watching him week in, week out that he's got that ability. He's got that little bit of... Uh, he's got that, that ability to make, create something special out of nothing. Um, Long-range shots, that sort of thing. So I do think he's a, a, a worthy worthy player to have in there. Personally, I would have had... Um, Rakali in there, um, but obviously we know he's he's carrying a knock. Um, but yeah, I, I think the important is is more deserving of of a call up um, six months ago than he is now. But better late than never, I suppose. Okay, so let's talk about that uh, that point specifically. Then, I mean, uh, players being called up on form at the time. Uh, how do you feel about players being called up on, in a sense, on reputation? Then, when they haven't actually played club football this season, like. Dean Furman, like Manla Masango, like Tukele Rantier? I, I, I don't have a problem with it, personally. I mean, I think that, that every national team coach has had situations where he has his, his players that he relies on. I mean, we, we've seen it with uh, someone like Lukas Podolski um, with Germany. Um, it doesn't seem to have mattered how little Podolski was playing. Uh, Yugi Lerv always seemed to give him a call-up and always had him in his team. And I, and I think that, that that's, that shakes... That's Sheikh's decision. If he if he feels that the um, that the guys he has, even if they're not playing, are still beneficial to the team and can still help them get a result, then then I don't have a problem with that. What I have an issue with is um, continually going on about how you're picking on form. 
Um, I, I don't think, personally, with, with, with like you say, with Thurman, with Masango, with um, guys who aren't playing, um, had they been picked, no one would have really questioned it. But I think it's only really been questioned because Shakes has then said, uh, I'm picking these guys on form. Yeah. And then, rightly so, people are like, well, um, what sort of form are you, <laughs> what form are you going on? Like, uh, from, from when? Three months ago. Um, so, uh, like I say, I, I don't have an issue with, with selecting players, um, based on, on reputation and, and based on whether you think they can do a job. I mean, that's, that's Shake's job at the end of the day. And um, if he, if he feels that the guys he selected can do a job against Mauritania, and I think we all agree that they can, um, it shouldn't, always come down to form obviously we want to see guys in form playing um but sometimes a guy out of form is is that that guy that's still going to do something something special for you and and maybe pop up and, and get you a goal or make a last pitch tack, tackle and um they're the guys that are picked on reputation not necessarily on form I just, like i say i just think it's it, it it's a bit frustrating for people when they're told um sort of having the idea of form rammed down their throats when it's blatantly obvious that some of the guys have not been selected on form yeah, that's a fair enough point as well. But on the foreign front, Dalen Klaassen is back, but uh, no Kamarela Mogojo. Good, bad, indifferent. How do you feel? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I'm pleased, pleased for one and, and upset for the other. I mean, uh, I've been watching Dalen. I've actually managed to find a few streams, and mm. um, he's he's really done well this season. I mean, I know they're playing in the second division over in Germany, but he seems to have uh, after a difficult last year. Um, he had injury problems and wasn't really in favour and that sort of thing. But this year he's really kicked on and he's had a really good start to the season. Um, I mean, he scored the winner against Hoffenheim in the Cup recently and um, he seems to, be, seems to be finding his feet again. Um, with Camo, I, I think, I think um, I, I'm think i not the only one who thinks that ship's maybe sailed, sadly. Um, we we see with Camo and, and what he's been doing over the last two years now, three seasons maybe, um, and it's, it, it's baffling and I think there's a lot of people who are kind of scratching their heads when it comes to why Camo is not in the team. Um, but I mean, obviously we saw the, the the situation that happened. I think it was just over a year a year and a bit ago now, where Camo was called up and then he wasn't called up, and then Shake said he was looking heavy and sluggish, and then Camo said, "Hang on a second, <laughs> I'm playing every week in the in the Eredivisie, so um, I don't take too kindly to that." And, and ever since then, it's, it's looked pretty bleak for Camo, which is sad because. I mean, he's another one who I've, I've managed to, to watch quite a lot of. And I mean, he's so tidy in possession. He's so good on the ball. And I think he's got one of the highest pass completion rates in the whole of Holland, um, especially for a centre midfielder. So it is a shame not to have someone like that in the squad. But as I say, Shakes has his reasons. And um, I'm, I'm glad for the guys that, that did get a call up this time around. Well, uh, I tell you, Joe Cran, your views, insights always uh, appreciated on the show. Thank you very much for joining us. And uh, certainly enjoy the, the football ahead. I uh, certainly will do, and yourself too. PSL Radio Show. It's FM South Africa's news and information leader. Now, Black Aces face Supersports United at uh, Bormella Stadium on Saturday in their first home match of the 2015-2016 APSA Premiership season. Delighted to say we've got uh, the coach of Black Aces, Mushin Ertigal, on the line. Mushin, thanks for joining us. Good evening. Good evening to you and to the listeners. Thank you to invite me to the show. Congratulations then on the winning start uh, against Free State Stars Machine, especially coming away from home. I mean, you must feel that that's a good sign of things to come. Yeah, obviously, uh, I'm always with my both feet on the ground, and um, for me, it was very important that we really 
start very well. And um, I think the boys did extremely well, especially first uh, 40 minutes, uh, 35, 40 minutes was excellent. What happened then is obviously the field is very small and they came with long balls in. And we find a bit more uh, difficult to hold on to the ball. The pressure was very big. And um, there it showed us a little bit where we need to work on. We have now the last two weeks worked on certain pass patterns, organization pattern, and keeping ball position. Hopefully we can put that in uh, against Supersport uh, in place. Well, uh, that's uh, directly ahead, of course, on Saturday. But uh, within the space of three days, you've got Supersport United and Sundowns. I mean, that's a, a rather <laughs> unenviable assignment. But, you know, will that be the sort of double test to give you a greater idea of how far along your squad is? Yeah, I think uh, we had a, t- t- a brief chat yesterday and today with the chairman and both chairmen. And the most important for me is that um, I feel that the squads at South Africa are too big. Uh, and they mostly have 30, 35. Some of them have even 40 players, which is completely unnecessary. Uh, we're going to reduce our squad uh, to 23 players. And uh, from the 23, we have five, six students in there. I call that the team in the team which we're building. Mm-hmm. So actually, it's, it's enough to having, I don't want too many uh, players into that and they get frustrated and have no game time and um, or some will get complacent. Uh, they need everyone every minute, every second and has the potential to play. And um, it's better to have a really competitive team that any moment uh, anyone can play in the team. And uh, I think that we're getting to the pattern what I want. But the bit, little bit sometimes a bit um, unhappy about, uh, let me say, the decision that we take in South African football. Uh, we waited now for two weeks, so obviously the cup games comes in, and then now after this um, yeah. two games, you <laughs> wait another three weeks, and uh, so you never really come into the rhythm. Yeah, it's a very stuttering start to the season, uh, playing two, two, two odd games in the space of five weeks. Not to mention, this is after you've had a season where, for uh, a few few weeks at least, you had this uh, this sale of the club to Amazulu hanging over the the club's head. So I suppose it's, <laughs> it's been less than ideal in that regard to start the season, Machine. Yeah, it was a bit, uh, bit um, side-kicking, but um, I was relaxed on it because knowing that FIFA 2007 uh, has refused in Spain, uh, very similar similar point. And um, so it was for me very important to also to speak to the players. Some of them were a little bit disjointed because I must really give certain names out um, that uh, they want to take from the team. And mm. it was a bit problematic into it. But in the end... Uh, we managed that, and um, um, uh, the product of the PSL actually is very good. And um, I was very happy that the, the, the directors of the PSL and SAFA uh, has taken the right decision to that. Uh, and um, the product is very good. We, we from the playing material, uh, on, we need to catch up um, to, for, let me say, to at least be stabilized uh, to that, uh, what the product actually gives us. Machine, you talk about the team within the team, these youngsters that you have in your uh, in your squad. Uh, you've got a history of promoting of youth players. Are we expecting to see these these fresh new faces being unleashed on on the PSL this season and playing a regular uh, uh, part of your your squad? Very much so. We 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 are in the training sessions and we have a lot of test game that we played and these boys are really and you saw it also in Bombeda Stadium. Um, when we had the tournament, and um, the, the team who played first, the team who played second, so there were um, eleven. So there was actually two teams that we had built, and these youngsters were actually gelling, and I was very, very pleased. And in the training session, obviously, I put them a lot of, let me say, under mental pressure and, 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 and the pressure of precision and pass patterns. And um, obviously, sometimes these boys are a bit unfortunate. Um, I always expect them to be. Let's say in a higher level, sometimes uh, in the past, and understanding quicker. But um, it is South Africa football is a bit um, 
uh, in the youth uh, matter uh, a bit problematic because most of them have three or four years youth section, which international football have nearly ten years in the youth section. So it's a bit um, different, but um, there's pretty much great talent in this country. Mushin, you, you're renowned for your tactical prowess, your, your astuteness uh, planning the game. Uh, I, I do want to ask you this question specifically. I mean, although your goal came before the, the, the red card uh, in your match on, on opening day, you were the only team to actually beat an opponent who was reduced to, to 10 men on the opening weekend of, of the AFSA Premiership. Arrows beat Tucks with 10 men. Chiefs were held by 10-man Chipper United. I mean, from your perspective, why is it sometimes so difficult to break down a team and, and find the overlaps and spaces playing against the side that's a man down? It's a good question. Um, I think that there's two things to comprehend. One is that um, the one on the one uh, has upper hand on the, on the, on the numbers uh, are relaxing. There's always a mentality in the players that they actually suddenly you know, say, no, one one down and we can have a little bit relax and we will find the spaces. But the other ones is that obviously they have to lift the game because they're only 10. And so they're going more to the challenges and tackles. And um, obviously that's a, that's a good sign. You see that also not in, only in South Africa. You see that also in international football. Mm. Where then suddenly the 10, 10 really uh, uh, bring the game higher up and um, get, get more into one against one challenges, uh, which generally with 11 you try to save you the distances and the areas. So actually then they're, they're forced to. And um, yeah, we have also in training sessions sometimes that we always... Uh, playing and numering higher, numering less. But sometimes when these situations come up, that you you've been prepared for it. Well, fair enough. Uh, it's, in a sense, I suppose that means you need to be really experienced to play against uh, ten men to get the the desired result. But, machine, one last question. You you speak about your experience all over the world, but you actually won the African Cup Winners' Cup with Kaiser Chiefs in in 2001, their only continental title. I mean, you know what it takes to win in Africa. How great a chance do you give this Orlando Pirates squad of winning the CAF Confederation Cup? I know it's not your team, but you're obviously interested in, in, in Pirates uh, as, sure. as, a, as, a, as an opponent and also as a South African football team. So for me, first, uh, you need to separate that. For me, first, um, it is important that everyone supports. Uh, the stadiums are empty. Uh, and Pirates play the Africa Cup. It's, it's the message that you say uh, bringing to whole Africa. And it's a bit disappointing to see that the stadium is not full. Uh, Pirates is then South Africa. It's not only Orlando Pirates. That should be, firstly, being priority to everyone to go and support this team. Secondly, uh, obviously, we have now now managed to come over the the group stage. Now, uh, the real thing, uh, this this knockout stage comes where the pressure is in. And um, obviously, knowing Zamalek and knowing the other teams there very well, I think at the moment, um, from the player material and the way how they're playing in international football, big chance to win it big chance uh, but only now with the knockout stages there's also the away goal issues and uh, that comes into the into the uh, point it's not the group stages so uh, how much they can hold the nerves and being um, at home not conceding and, and scoring the away goal which pirates have the capacity and I think for the South African football it's very very important that they can bring this cup I know that they will struggle in the league because I, I saw that myself we have won on this this season then all cups <laughs> but uh, we had uh, on that season four cups but we struggled to win the league, and that was um, a bit of a challenge for me. But uh, winning an international is, is above, uh, I think, anything. Fair enough. Well, uh, Mohsin, it's uh, always a delight to chat to you, insightful as ever. I certainly wish you the best of luck with the Black Aces as you take on Supersport United on Saturday and indeed sundown three days later. Thank you very much. Good evening to you and to the listeners. Dwayne DeLocker on SAFM.
Well, on Sunday in Olin Park, Butcherstrom, Gemma Cosmos, promoted from the National First Division last year, are going to be facing Golden Arrows, who were also campaigning in the National First Division last season. Indeed, they were promoted to the PSL as National First Division champions, and a man who uh, has gotten back into the head coaching role with his head coaching position at Lamontville Golden Arrows is Serami Litswaka, and I'm glad to say he's on the line. Serami, thanks for joining us. Good evening. Uh, Dwayne, thanks for having me. Uh, I must ask you uh, about that opening day victory. It was uh, no doubt delight for you to, to, to claim victory on your return to the PSL, but how did much did that sort of set the tone for the season ahead, do you think? Uh, Dwayne, I must say also that um, it was a good uh, uh, moral booster for, for, for the boys. Sometimes these boys get promoted and uh, they're not even sure that they're up to that level. But after this game, the boys are really uh, wrapped up and uh, they're looking forward to the next game against Cosmos and uh, also the rest of the season. I think for the game on Sunday, we're ready. Let me just uh, point out that one moment, though, that must have given you some palpitations sitting on the bench. Red card for your goalkeeper inside the first half. You must have thought, oh no, what is happening? Uh, to be honest with you, uh, when we got the red card, I knew what we had been working on at training. It, it was like uh, we expected that we would be getting a red card. And uh, the boy coped very well with what we have been doing in training. So it was like uh, we've not seen this situation coming to us for the first time. We have been working a lot on that to say if you are one man down, the other team has got 11 and you are one man down, you are two men down, how do you handle the situation? the type of organization that we will be working in. So the guys, when it happened, they were ready for it. We made, uh, I think, a proper substitution uh, in taking out uh, So at that time, putting in a new goalkeeper. And I think they coped very well. And you could see, even after getting the red card, we still uh, created a few chances that we could also have uh, uh, converted into goals. Yeah, it certainly did. But uh, immediately ahead, obviously, is this match against Gemma Cosmos then on, on Sunday. They, uh, I mentioned in the introduction that you, of course, beat Gemma Cosmos to the autobantic promotion last season by being crowned National First Division champions. But, you know, th- there's been a little bit of talk, particularly from the Cosmos camp, about revenge. But I imagine you're just thinking about the three points on, on Sunday. Uh, you see, football is uh, it's an emotional game, and uh, you could not go into a game again with emotions uh, into this emotional game. And uh, I don't see us talking about uh, re- revenge in football, because football, you win some, you lose uh, some as well. Uh, you will also draw some of the games. Uh, if you have lost, you, you have lost, and uh, there's no revenge to say, now it's my turn. There's always first round, there's always second round. And we never talk about the second round as a, a revenge. So um, I think uh, we should to cool at a tempers and uh, focus on the game, focus on the three points. For us, we don't see ourselves as having beaten Cos- Cosmos uh, in the first division. And uh, it's an obvious thing. We have prepared very well for Cosmos. We have done everything that has to be done in a match to prepare uh, for, 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 for a game. And uh, we are not going to say because we beat Cosmos, obviously we'll beat them again, or we got automatic promotion. They had to go through the playoffs, so we are better than Cosmos. We see Cosmos as one of the PSL teams that will be strong on the day, 
and we are prepared for that. Sarami, so, so I know you're a great planner as well, but uh, you know, you look at Cosmos, they've changed their squad almost entirely from last season with a huge number of additions. You didn't sign quantity, but are you happy that you've signed enough quality for this season? I think uh, I'm really, really happy with for what uh, we we have signed for 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 this year, and uh, in terms of uh, the positions that we have, the 11 positions that you have in the team, I think uh, we have covered that uh, very well. And uh, you must also understand that uh, when Golden Arrows was uh, demoted to the first division, some of the boys were already playing in the Premier League. Mm. And uh, they went down with the team to the first division. And uh, uh, it's not necessarily to say that, that these boys are completely uh, uh, raw, as a lot of people are saying. These are the people who had featured uh, somehow in, in, the, in, the, in the Premier League before, and now they have a chance to play again in the Premier League. So we have quite a good balance in the team. And uh, I'm sure with the quality that uh, we, we, we have signed. Uh, we have had and we have seen how Cosmos played. And uh, we know the quality players that they have signed. But uh, we are going to be more organized uh, for this game. Uh, we have planned very well for this game against Cosmos. Sirame, I know you worked uh, obviously with uh, Gordon at Supersport United as well, but you're somebody who's almost synonymous with our national teams with the number of work you've done with our youth teams and indeed Bafana Bafana over the years. But do, do you find it uh, almost pleasingly different to work with players on a daily basis rather than working with them on uh, on a on the international window periods only? Uh, I'll, I'll be honest. Working with the players in the club it's much much better uh, because. Uh, uh, it's not a summary of work that you are doing. You are actually doing what you have to do. You have all the time. You can come twice in a day to train the player. You can come anytime to train the player. So you have all the time in the world. But when you take a player in the national... I was never like the other children. I saw the world a little differently. I had the skills, but I needed a stage. I found one at the Sibiqua Art Center. I've won multiple awards, traveled the globe, and now I teach others art and music. I am now living my dream. Togozani Nzibande became a world-renowned performer thanks to Total. At Total, we are committed to the youth through arts and culture because we believe in South Africa. Total, the journey of transformation continues. The trillion-dollar buying power of women is realized companies who do not realize the value and the potential of women both as customers clients and consumers they will work themselves out of the market sabc news celebrates the power of our women dear sir or madam if you're test driving a seven-seater mpv that is not the honda mobilio ask the salesman these four questions one does this mpv have the leading head and leg room in its class Two, do the seats in this MPV fold and tilt in a multitude of ways? Three, has this car brand been awarded South Africa's best car brand three years running, or even once? Four, why am I even on this test drive? Finally, ask yourself, why am I not standing in a Honda dealership considering the seven-seater Mobilio from 173,900 Rand, also available with the economical CVT gearbox? Honda, the power of dreams. PSL Radio Show. 
Okay, to bring you up to date on what's been happening in the uh, cricket, I can tell you that they are uh, have resumed after the uh, rain delay. England having won the toss and elected to uh, field earlier on today in the fifth and final Ashes Test. Uh, Australia were 255 for three when rain delayed play. They have moved on to 264 for three. It's after 72.3 overs that in the final Ashes Test. Of course, England already leading the series uh, by three tests to one, so an unassailable lead for the hosts then. Uh, just to run through the fixtures for you this uh, coming weekend in the uh, Absa Premiership, of course, Orlando Pirates having beaten Chipper United by four goals to one in um, the first ma- match of the uh, second round of action. Orlando Pirates 4-1 over Chipper United at Orlando Stadium on Tuesday in a match in which they actually found the back of the net six times, but two games were, uh, or two goals were not allowed. Uh, University of Pretoria will take on Pulaguane City at Tuck Stadium on Saturday at 3 o'clock, same time as Sundown's kickoff against Bidvest Vitz at the Lucas Masterpieces Moripe Stadium. 6 o'clock on Saturday, uh, Black Aces take on Supersport United at Mombella Stadium. Same time, I can tell you on SBC 3, uh, Orlando Orlando Pirates are going to be taking on uh, AC Leopards of Congo Republic in the CAF Confederation Cup tie. Uh, Kaiser Chiefs take on Free State Stars at the F&B Stadium at quarter past eight on Saturday night, same time as Ajax Cape Town play Maritzburg United at Cape Town Stadium. And two matches then on Sunday. One we discussed with uh, Serami Letraka a moment ago, Jumma Cosmos against Golden Arrows at uh, Oland Park, and then Bloom Celtic will take on Platinum Stars at the Free State Stadium. That is on Sunday. Well, that's all we've got time for tonight. Nalid Muller is going to be up after the news with a talk shop. You can catch Ball Sport tomorrow morning then with uh, Janet Whitten as well on AM Live and then join Brad Brown 6.30 to 7 tomorrow night. He'll take you through all the uh, latest coverage and analysis. John Kierke rather um, uh, for the latest uh, coverage and analysis of sport on SFM Sports Trap. I'll be back on Monday from the uh, PSL radio show Segunjalo team tonight. Producer Siobhan Chetty and me, Dwayne DeLocker. Have a lovely evening. Cheers. It's 7 o'clock.